Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we're here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I count it an honor to be with you on this episode number 122 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we're going to pick up where we left off last time, where we were talking about a subject matter that is very dear to many of our hearts. So please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming to you with Betrayal Part 2. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. And once again, happy 2018 goes out to all of you. I am certainly praying for everyone in the BCU family, both in the listening and the reading audience, that the Lord will bless you with his very best this year. So just to catch everyone up, last time we were together, we started talking through one of the lessons that the Lord really seared into my heart last year in 2017, and that was around betrayal and being offended. And this just wasn't just a run-of-the-mill offense. This happened uh, from parties that I love and care about and still do. And we thank God for the still do. That's where the Lord comes in, and this is how you know He is working in your life. And I certainly do understand how difficult it can be to go through a situation where you're hurt, especially when it's a constant hurt, when people just seem to do things to press your buttons. And the Lord allows those things in our lives from time to time to really help us to trust him all the more and to react in a way that glorifies him. And that's what the Lord taught me. And it's continuing to teach me, and I want to share those lessons with you. So we're going to get into our podcast content straight away. Take a listen at Dealing with Betrayal, Part 2. Here we go. The Lord reminded me, even through some teaching that he blessed me to be able to do, that offenses will come. The book of Matthew tells us, in no uncertain terms, I believe that Jesus said they must need come. Offenses will come. And we know what the scriptures say about offenses coming. What it doesn't say 
that offenses will only come through certain people. Notice that? The scriptures don't say that offenses will come except through your spouse or your best friend or your manager at work or your coworker. There are no exceptions. Hallelujah. There are no exceptions to what the word of God says. So anyone that we have a relationship with is subject, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for the revelation, is subject to offend us. Now, should it be practiced behavior? Absolutely not. It shouldn't be something that is done and that we relish doing all that stuff. Absolutely not. Should it be practiced? No. Just know that it will happen. It will happen. And knowing that people are subject to listening to the wrong spirit and offending us helps to help us, help us, I should say, to understand that this is a part of life and how do we deal with it effectively. And that's what the Lord is trying to get us to do is to deal with the offenses the right way. When we are offended, obviously, we are hurt, we're angered, we might be embarrassed, ashamed, depending on who the person is, our relationship to them, what took place, when it took place. There's a lot of mitigating factors there. So we're going to have those natural emotions. So I would never say to you, you family, well, people are going to offend you and you shouldn't react in a way, you know, let your flesh react in a way that, um, where you're hurt or embarrassed or whatever. Those are natural feelings. You, you, you will get angry. You will be hurt. You will feel those things. It's what we do with those feelings. It's what we do with those feelings that the Lord is interested in. Amen? So I may be hurt that so-and-so did something to me. I may be hurt about that. Am I retaliating by not speaking to them? Am I retaliating by not forgiving them or treating them the same way they treated me? See, that's what we're accountable to God for. What are we doing with that anger, embarrassment, shame, disappointment, whatever it is that we're feeling, okay? That's, that's the key. And to, related to that point is also around forgiveness. Now, this is a tough one, BCU family. This is tough because when we have been wrong, our natural instinct, instinct in most cases for many people is to go ahead and put that guard up and cut that person out of our lives, okay? And Depending on the situation, we may not have a relationship anymore. It depends on the situation. It's not blanket. The story is, did we forgive the person? And did we forgive them from the heart? That's what the Lord is interested in. In the book of Matthew, once again, Peter asked the Lord, how many times am I supposed to forgive? Seven. He offered up the number seven. And Jesus said, 70 times seven. 
And if we're doing the math in a literal sense, that is 490 times. And because love, in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, doesn't keep a record of wrong, that means that we need to forgive the person as many times as they have offended us. And we say in our hearts, well, I shouldn't have to take this, this is wrong, you know, so on and so forth. And I, I'm not advocating that people walk around and hurt you now. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we offend God in so many other ways and so many other times with what we do and say, what we don't do, what we think, and the Lord is faithful to forgive us. And if we do not forgive others, then God cannot forgive us. It is a tough pill to follow these of you, family. It is necessary for us to be able to flourish in what God has told us to do. It's necessary. We have to do it. Well, let me say it this way. Um, we are not obligated to do it. It's going to hurt you. And think about when you harbor unforgiveness. When you think about that person, when you think about the situation, when you think about what happened, your anger just boils up over and over and over again, over a period of months and years. The harboring of that negative memory impacts your mind, your body, your spirit. It impacts everything. It impacts how you deal with people that you may not deal with them correctly. It impacts your prayer life. It can impact your body to the point where diseases can come in because of stress of holding, negative emotion, weakens your immune system to invite all kinds of diseases in. This is a trick of the enemy. It's a trick. And while you may feel justified in, in holding on to what happened, I, again, I'm not saying that, you know, you don't feel a certain way. It's up to us to ask the Lord to take away all of the hurt, the pain, whatever the person said to us, what they did to us, so that when we think about it, if it comes up or if someone brings it up, that it no longer affects us, that we don't, don't have any, um, we're not in our feelings, the young people say. We're not in our feelings about it anymore. So forgiveness is key. Amen? And forgiving someone from the heart doesn't make you weak. It doesn't endorse the behavior. It doesn't say you support what it is that they did. It's none of that. It is releasing them so that God can take care of the situation. And he may not take care of it when we want and how we want. We may not see him take care of the situation. It's just releasing them so that God can do what he needs to do. The scriptures say, you know, beloved, avenge not yourself. Avenge not yourself. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And we also want to be careful in wanting the Lord to take care of them in a way where it's vengeful. Like we'll say, well, I'll forgive them. But I hope that the Lord does A, B, and C because it can easily happen to us. We can offend someone. Just like we get offended, we offend other people. James chapter 3 reminds us, in many things, we offend all. We offend many. Many things, we offend all. So at some point in time in your life, you have offended someone else. And if they had that same attitude that they hope that God deals with you 
a certain way or this particular punishment comes and we, we say these things. If God allowed that to happen to you, how would you feel? So let's let the Lord deal with that person the way that he wants to deal with them. And if we happen to see that they're not doing well or whatever, let's pray for some mercy for them because you would want that same mercy. I know I would. All right, so let's just do a quick review. Who are we putting our trust in? Offenses will come. And forgiving from the heart. For whatever the person has done to offend you, because if you don't forgive, Christ can't forgive you, and you have offended others as well. All right? So that's three so far. The next thing is that we have to accept the apology that we may never get. Let me say that again. We have to accept the apology that we may never receive. Now, going back to the situation that happened to me, I, I, I talked to the Lord back and forth. Once I um, got back from the teaching and was able to talk to the Lord about this in some fullness, uh, the scriptures let us know that when we are offended, there's a formula that we need to follow, that we go to the person, yeah, as we need to, that we go to the person, that if they don't hear us, then we bring in a couple of witnesses, and if they don't hear us, then, then we go to the church and we allow the church to get involved. Now, that doesn't need to happen in every situation. We have to ask the Lord whether we even want to approach the person and if it's going to be beneficial to do so. So that's why when we're offended, we need to go straight to God. We need to go straight to God and not to other people and not lean to our own understanding. We need to go straight to God and ask him how to deal with this particular situation. And in talking to the Lord and, and listening to his counsel, he let me know that it was going to be fruitless for me to approach uh, this particular party about what happened. And it was just best for me to forgive them and to move on. Not everything requires you getting in someone's face and, and talking to them about it. Some things, yes. Other things, not so much. And I trusted the Lord's counsel that I just needed to let it go. Amen? So while I never got, you know, an apology or recognition as to what happened, um, I just needed to, that's part of the forgiveness is that we need to learn how to let things go, even if someone doesn't apologize to them for what it is that they did or what we felt like they did. And there are a number of reasons for that. Sometimes people say or do things and they don't realize that they offend us. Um, what we find to be offensive may not be offensive to that person. And they may not feel like they have to apologize. Um, I've heard this kind of blanket apology, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And I'm not convinced 100%, depending on the tone and the situation, that that's an apology that comes from the heart. So, you know, we, we have to learn that there are certain things that we just let go and let the Lord take care of. So there's that. So accepting the apology that you did not receive. And then as you forgive the person, 
especially if this is someone that you have a relationship with that you see and deal with, you know, on a, a regular basis, your relationship may change as far as the trust element is concerned because now you're putting your trust in God. It shouldn't change your demeanor towards the person. Can you, and this all falls under the line of forgiveness, can you go to this person and still embrace them as if nothing ever happened? Can you sit down and break bread with this party as if nothing happened? Can you have a conversation? Can you work on a task together, an assignment that your boss has given you or your pastor without looking at them sideways. All is under forgiveness and deliverance from that hurt. And that's the true test. Now, in, in certain situations, and that's the whole other podcast, it may not be good for me to have a relationship with you. And that still doesn't mean, although we don't have a relationship, it still doesn't mean that I recoil when I see you or talk to you, okay? So it doesn't mean I recoil. So I may not be close with you. Maybe we need to not, you know, talk on a daily basis, whatever. But I still want to treat you with the love that God has given me. And with that, DCU family, our love can't be reserved just for those who love us, and the Lord made this point to me the other day, it, it's got to go to the people who don't requite or, or return the love. The ones that we feel don't deserve to be loved, those are the ones that need to be loved all the more. And that makes it tough. That makes it very tough because it's easy to love someone that loves us. It's easy when we're all sympathetic and we've got the same situation and, and the same love and, and things in common, it's those folks that rub us the wrong way that we want to be conscious of, that we're giving them the same love because Christ loves us all the same. doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what your, your skin tone is, what you've done, things that you haven't done. Our Jesus loves us all the same. Yes, they may be doing more things than they're supposed to. Wrong things. Doesn't matter. He loves everyone all the same. That love doesn't mean that he will tolerate or not punish or not judge. That doesn't mean that. But the love and the mercy is continuously extended to everyone. And for those of us who are spirit-filled according to Acts 238, as we become more Christ-like, that's how we have to treat people. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this is a lot to take in, BCU family, a lot to take in. And with God's grace, uh, when the test comes up again, and I'm sure it's going to come up again, I intend to pass it because God doesn't give us this wisdom for us to just sit on and not be able to use. So I'm sharing it with you 
because um, if something comes up in your life, you'll know what to do according to what the scriptures say. And this way, God is pleased. Our bottom line is, is that when we stand before God, and we all will, we all will stand before God, we have to give an account for all of our actions and inactions. And the Lord is not going to accept the excuse that so-and-so hurt me, so I treated them this way. When he, when he asks us about it, he's not going to accept any excuses. So if you have held some bitterness in your heart towards someone, whether it's, a, you know, again, a parent or a spouse or, an, you know, an ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, now is the acceptable time to ask the Lord to forgive you for holding that person hostage in your heart and to ask you to help you to forgive them from your heart so that it, it doesn't bother you anymore. If you can or if you're led by the Lord, go to that person and reconcile. Maybe you've offended someone. Whatever it is, do what you can right now to be released from the hurt or to go to somebody who asks to forgive you. Now, BCU family, it is not easy to forgive people who offend us, especially when they are repeat offenders. And it's also not easy to go to someone and ask for forgiveness. Typically, hurting people hurt other people. So in either case, this is where Jesus comes in. And the awesome thing about our God is he's not interested in us staying wounded or going around wounding people. So what we want to do is humble ourselves Go to Christ in prayer and ask him to help us. And once we do that, if it takes a half an hour of crying or whatever it is, once we pour out our heart to God and he heals us, he does it in an instant. And you will feel so much better in your spirit, in your mind, and in your body. Ask me how I know because Jesus has done it for me and he will do the same for you. Just give everything to him of your own free will and watch him work on your behalf. And we here at the BCU family will certainly be praying on that wise for you and pray that you all also will share your testimonies with us as well. Well, this is Glenn from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. I pray that this podcast blessed you and Lord will until the next time we are together. May our awesome God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.